The Buckeye Raw Extra Podcast is proudly presented by CF Bank, the boutique bank. Trusted for over 125 years with commercial financing, residential lending, personal banking, and more. Visit us online at www.cf.bank. NMLS 409132, all loan subjects credit approval. Terms, fees, and conditions may apply. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Are playing a lot more than maybe you thought they would even entering the season? Well, I mean, certainly some of the freshmen, the younger guys, I would say, would probably be uh, top of the list. Um, yeah, they'd probably say most of the, you know, the freshmen, you just don't know when they come in. Um, for uh, for older guys, um, I mean, it's good to see uh, Mitch Rossi, um, you know, doing what he's doing. Um, try to think on, on defense. Well, like steel, steel Chambers. I guess that's a great one. Yeah, Steel, you know, made the transition over from running back, and so... Uh, to say last spring we would expect him to be playing linebacker as much as he has, uh, yeah, I would say he's a total surprise. And just a quick follow-up on Steele, do you expect his role to continue to increase as the season progresses? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, second row, uh, right, Joey Kaufman, public dispatch. Ryan, last year after the Indiana game, you kind of talked about the pressure they put on, on Justin and, and they were blitzing like almost every snap. Uh, what was the challenge of that and do you think they could yeah, I think, um, you know, it was a high-risk, high-reward. We had a bunch of big plays early on, and um, and then, you know, towards the end of the game, we were kind of just hanging on. Um, and so we got to continue to be aggressive. And, um, you know, some of the decision-making in that game wasn't very good. Um, but but they're, they're good um, good defense. You know, they, they have good scheme and good players. So, you know, we're going to have to be on our game in terms of execution. Did they do anything different with the new defensive coordinator this year? Or, or just the fact that Tom Allen has defensive background? Yeah, it's, it's very similar. Um, you know, Coach Allen has, you know, kind of run that defense for years. He's had some some guys that bring in their own flavor to it, but the crux of the defense has stayed the same. Third row left, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Hey, Ryan, the last time we had talked to you about Quinn Ewers, you said he wasn't ready to play in a game yet. I'm just curious, kind of what have you seen in his development to this point? Would he be ready now if you guys needed him? No, no, he's not quite ready yet. It's, it's going to be a little while. He's uh, he's really doing a good job of starting to learn how to, you know, uh, be a college football player. And there's a lot that comes with that. I think he's starting to get more, um, you know, accustomed to the day-to-day grind and, and what it's like and, and starting to get some buddies and, and that type of thing. But, um you know, we'll, we'll continue to work with them and see. You never know, but you know, I think it's something that's probably going to happen more towards you know we get into bowl practice in, in the winter and then into spring practice next year. That quarterback room in general, like this bye week, this past week, what are kind of things that you maybe emphasize with those guys try to work on uh, as they continue to develop? Well, just taking meetings to the field and understanding the, the game plan on a week to week basis and uh, getting as many as many mental reps as they possibly can because you know you have guys who um, you know aren't getting all the reps. Um, and, and they have to make sure that they get the mental reps as well, standing in the back, actually body repping it um, so that, you know, and even for CJ, you know, when, when Kyle and Jack are getting reps, you know, he can go through and say, okay, we ran this play against this coverage, we run this play against that coverage, and you're not always going to be able to body rep every play in a game, so against every look, and so that's a big part of it. going to go far right, Tony Gerdman, uh, Buckeye <clears throat> Ryan, regarding the offensive line, how much did last year play into where you had a different offensive line sometimes every day in practice to allow them to kind of do that this year? I hadn't really thought of that, um, but I guess you're right. You know, there was just so much moving around last year that, um, you know, it wasn't a big deal this year. Um, 
but but at the end of the day, the, the idea is that if guys are playing at starter level, that, that we play them. And that's at every position. And this year we found some guys, you know, like Matt has jumped in there. and um, So we've played some depth. Uh, so front, uh, second row, uh, middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Ron, did you get done, or what did you get done last week? Uh, did we couple what you um, did get published? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the, the first thing, obviously, on a bye week is to evaluate where you're at, certainly <laughs> personnel-wise and schematically and how you're, how you're coaching things and find tendencies and different things like that. But then you also have the rest part of it, you know, midway point of the season, um, you know, make sure that the guys are rested up. But then we also want to work on fundamentals and get some guys some work and, and you know, do some teaching. We did that Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and so we'll see. You know, we got a really big practice today. We got back at it yesterday. But today's a typical Tuesday practice and looking forward to a lot of energy and spirit today. The second half of the season is going to be a gauntlet, obviously. Um, how prepared do you think you guys are for that? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think we're in a lot better place than we were at the beginning of the season. Um, and, you know, we got we got some rest, so now it's going to be a, a big run, like you said. And uh, But all we can do is, you know, I've heard the cliche a million times, take it one game at a time, one day at a time. That's what we're going to do. And we got to go on the road, and it's a night game there. And, you know, they'll have a good atmosphere, kind of like the last times we played on the road in a conference game. And we're going to get their best shot, and they have some good players and good, good schemes. So, um, that's all we can do, and just take it one week at a time and keep building, which is what we've done to this point. Second row right, Austin Ford, Letterman Row. Ryan, you've talked uh, a lot in the past about the expectations for your starting quarterback, first round pick, Heisman, and all that, that you make that clear when that guy has that job that that's the pressure that comes. But it's when something like maybe the Heisman starts to become more of a potential reality for CJ, do the conversations then have to change about handling that, or because you've made it clear from the start, does that alleviate that well i think it goes back to the conversation that you know when someone gives criticism or praise you have to treat it the same way and that uh, you, you have to stay focused you have to stay poised and i use all, the term all the time you can't ride that roller coaster yeah. and uh you know just like early on you know there was plenty of criticism to go around and, and now there's praise coming and it's the same thing in my in, in my mind that's what we talk about and so you know staying focused and being disciplined enough to just it's one week at a time and uh and you know, if, if if you don't believe that, go out and you know lose one lose a game, and then all of a sudden you know you're right back to where you started. So that's that's the challenge that um, you know not just CJ, a bunch of our guys, our whole team has had to uh, embrace here, and it's something that's being uh, you know related to them. It seemed like it took maybe four or five weeks for Dwayne to find his voice a couple of years ago, for Justin to become that leader. Where do you think CJ is in that part of? being that, that go-to guy in the office. Yeah, I, I think he's done certain things well. I think he communicates well with those guys, and I think his relationships, uh, you know, with those with the players on offense is um, is strong. I think he's done a good job of that, and the better he plays, the more energy he has. And, um, he's still a young player, so he still has a ways to go, but uh, but I'm encouraged with what I see in terms of leadership. Third row middle, uh, Bill Landis, the athletic. Ryan, um, I know some of the, the publicly available grades and the numbers don't necessarily reflect what you guys have internally, but Matt Jones, with those numbers, looks like he's playing not only as one of your best line, but one of the best line in the country. Um, I know you did a lot of shuffling before the season to get your best five. If the best five starts to change at all throughout the course of the season, do you consider shuffling them too? Is, is Matt giving you guys anything to think about? Uh, I mean, I think he's played well when he's been in there for sure. I think a lot of the guys have played well. Um, but that's part of, you know, the bye week is to go through and look at the personnel and figure out who gives us the best chance to win. And we'll always try to put the best players out there. Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, along the lines of the, the pressure that Indiana showed you guys last year, just how do you think CJ's been in identifying that stuff, you know, setting the front the right way, calling great protections? I think he's been solid. Um, I think this will be a bigger bigger challenge this week. You know, they like to bring a lot of pressure, and, and so we got to do a great job of identifying that and have a great plan. Um, but but I think um, he has done a good job of that. But, again, the challenge is going to start increasing week in and week out. And so, um, you know, that's on his plate this week and certainly with the offensive line as well. Uh, uh, third row middle, uh, Nathan Barrett, Cleveland.com. <clears throat> I think it's kind of along those same lines. What does a quarterback have to have in order to kind of make those um, – Make those adjustments to those things he hasn't seen yet, and especially for him. I mean, you know, Justin is in his third year. He's doing this, you know, for the seventh time, sixth time. Right. So what is it about a quarterback that he – and what, what do you guys have to do to prepare him for that? Yeah, I, I think it's it's always on an individual basis. You know, what, what kind of foundation did they have coming here? Um, how much did they play in high school? What kind of system did they play in? Um, and, and then the second part of it is at the mental part is, you know, can they visualize things? Can they – project what they may see, can they watch film and, and then take the meeting to the field, all those things come into play. And every guy is unique in that way. Um, and so, you know, you try to do the best you can to, uh, you know, explain to them what's coming, how they need to prepare, give them a clean plan to allow them to see things the right way and then let them go play. Because at the end of the day, they have to go compete. You know, things are going to come up in a game that you can't prepare for. And so you want them to have a clear mind when they go on the field. Switching gears a little bit, uh, I know you were, I think, one of several coaches who came through Indianapolis when they were recruiting DeJuan Jones, and it seemed like part of that, from talking to people, was sort of an analysis of how much does he like football, how, how committed is he to this. How much was that part of what you guys were assessing then, and then what convinced you that he was serious about football and to do this? Well, he told me, um, and I believed him. I, uh, he, uh, he, he loves basketball. Um, and sometimes I say he's a skilled player in a big man's body. That's kind of um, what we see with Dewan. Um, he he went to one of my son's AAU basketball games, and he wasn't in the gym for more than two minutes before he was yelling at the refs and yelling at my son and the team and why they're not doing this and that. Uh, he, he loves to play. He really does. Uh, the, the thing that's been the challenge for Dewan is the daily grind of football. You know, when you play basketball, you go out there and you shoot and you shoot layups and you run up and down and you're always playing. In, in football, especially uh, when you're playing the offensive line, there's no ball. There's not a lot of games. And so that adjustment has been something that he's worked through, uh, but he's come out the back end of it. And uh, if he continues to embrace that grind, his ceiling's really, really high. Second row at Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Just a little bit more, CJ. When, in your experience with first-year quarterbacks, when do you kind of see it? At what point in the season do you see it click in terms of, I mean, you're a play caller. Yeah. Him knowing, okay, we're calling this, but why we're actually calling this play. Yeah, I think that grows every game. You know, you start to understand exactly what you're saying. You know, is, hey, when we call this play, here's what we're thinking. This is what we're looking for. You know, we're looking to take a shot. We're looking to, you know, get a completion. We're looking for this type of blitz here. You know, those type of stuff or that type of stuff. Um, and so that's that's all part of it. But the biggest thing is, as we head into these games, is it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for everybody, and he's got to continue to be tough, physically tough, mentally tough, and emotionally tough. And that's where if he keeps growing in that area, then we got a chance. Is that timeline similar with every young quarterback, or does it kind of vary? I think it varies. Yeah, I think it's unique to each guy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's certainly a time where, you know, you look at certain guys, and, and sometimes it's in practice, sometimes it's in game, sometimes, you know, you never know what it is. You just see, you see traits in somebody where you, you start to believe them, you know, and, and it's not just one thing. It's over time. There's a body of work where 
you, you know, you build trust with the coaches and that's really what everybody's trying to do. Not just the quarterbacks is every time you come in the building, every time you go to practice, every time you play in the game, you're trying to build trust. Same thing with the coaches. You're trying to build trust with the players and that's by what you do and, and how you do it. And uh, if you bring it every day and you build that trust between the player and the coach, that's when, you know, a lot of success happens. Over here to the right, Tom Berry, WBNS TV. Coach, football is a game of repetitiveness. Uh, you get on a roll uh, over and over. You take a break. Is there any concern getting back on a roll with a young team? And, and what can you do as a coach to get them, you know, because they, they were rolling. I, I thought our, our prep the last two weeks leading into the bye week was, was excellent. And then uh, because of that, um, what you're saying, what we did last week is we kept the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice the same way that we had going into the last two weeks. And then we came right back. Usually what we would have done is maybe have it a little bit different this week, but we didn't. We went out and helmets yesterday, and then today will be a typical Tuesday so that we can keep that same uh, work week going because I thought that was one of the biggest things we finally got into, kind of like into week three, week four, was our routine, a routine that our players didn't know and our coaches probably forgot about because of everything that happened last year. So that's something that we've been focusing on. Indiana always seems to play you guys tough. Just what do you expect uh, Saturday night over there? Always play us tough. Um, always have really good uh, scheme and and play us play us hard. Um, you know, it, it comes different ways. You know, you think about the game a few years ago. It was really close early on, and we were able to pull away. Last year, we were up early, and they came back. You got to play four quarters against Indiana, and um, and so we're gonna have to plan on doing it. Right, Ryan, play all the BSYX. Ryan, how much time are you spending with the defense now? Are they on their own? Uh, do you monitor what they're up to, obviously. Uh, yeah, I, I check in uh, periodically, and certainly after the games and, and at certain times during the week to find out where we're at and conversations about the game plan going in and, and things that I see. But um, but the last week or so, I've kind of stepped away a little bit and allowed them to operate. And right behind play, Adam King, WBNS. You kind of talked about the confidence of this team growing since the Oregon game. Coming off the bye week with such a stretch ahead of you guys, where is the confidence and mentality of this team? Well, I think that uh, they, they start to see themselves playing better. They're starting to believe in the guy next to them. They're starting to believe in themselves. And anytime you can do that, um, you know, that's exciting and it brings energy. So we got to pick up from where we left off the, a couple weeks ago. Um, and it starts with a great week of practice. You know, I can tell you probably midway through the week how it's going to go based on how we practice. And um, the good news is our guys believe right now. You know, I think they, they're they excited about what these next six weeks can bring and certainly what this week is going to bring. Fourth row middle, Rob Allen, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, uh, you saw what happened in Iowa. Uh, so far, so good for you. You've avoided the big upset. What's the psychology of, of getting guys, players, to believe that they can do it and also believing that it can happen to them, how to avoid that? I know it's preparation, but what about psychology? Well, I think I, I've been saying it a lot, and I think it's just what we've really focused on um, you know, for the last four or five weeks is that if you do it in practice, if you do it on a Tuesday and a Wednesday really well, then you can have great confidence going into the week, the week because you've already done it. It's like going into a test and having the answers to the test. If, if you're unprepared for a test, boy, that's a bad feeling. But uh, And that's that's the one way for us that we build confidence in, in the psychology of it all. Um, in, in terms of, you know, week in, week out, we know here we're going to get everybody's best shot. And, uh, and we have to bring it. And the first thing we have to do is go back to fundamentals, which is taking care of the football and tackling and using our hands inside when we're blocking and being smart and disciplined, understanding, especially early in the game, field position football, playing well in the red zone, all those type of things are critically important because 
the only times we get ourselves out of whack is when those things don't go well. And uh, if we continue to work on playing really hard, playing really tough, but but those things right there and the fundamentals of the game, then we feel like we got a chance. You've been on both sides, not here, but I'm sure you've seen both sides of it when you've upset teams and not. What happens in-game when things start to go sideways? What's the challenge? How do you get it back together? Because I'm sure it feels like a, a snowball rolling down. Yeah, well, I think you have to have a plan before. And it's something that we talk about a lot, too, is it's usually going to go one of three ways. We're either going to go up early in the game, in which case we got to keep bringing it. and can't let them back in. It's going to be back and forth. And when that's the case, you just keep swinging. Or we go down, like we've been you know, at certain times this year at halftime. And when that happens, we, we got to stay together. We can't splinter. We can't start to uh, try to make plays. We just have to go back to playing one play at a time in a team fashion. And then you can, you can get yourself back into a game. You can't get it all in one play. And I think sometimes what happens is, you know, somebody starts to press to make a play and then they get, we get out of whack. So those are the three things we talk about and having that plan. So we've talked about it before we actually get into that situation. Great next to Rob. Pat Murphy, 24-7. Brian, you've talked about what makes Indiana a challenge, but obviously they're not having the season they expected. When you've watched the film, do you see things that have, have led to, I mean, obviously injuries, but things that have led to sort of a disappointing year or maybe things that – you guys need to be aware of because they haven't done those well that you know are are factors in this game. Well, I think they've had some injuries and then they're you know trying to uh, you know fill those gaps a little bit. And I'm sure that we're getting some guys back here healthy. Um, they've uh, they played some good teams. Um, they played some really good defenses. And so uh, when you combine all those things, you know, when you're off by a little bit here or there, you know, a, a team uh, that maybe doesn't have a great record is a lot better than you think. And I, I think this team is much better than their record indicates. Sort of similar to Rob's question about the mentality of things. When you have a game like this, night game, but then you have a game next week where everyone's kind of been talking about, you, you even mentioned the challenge is coming. How do you keep the team focused to have those days in practice that you need to then go into that game, get the job done here, so that now you can look forward to next week once that's done? Yeah, I would say that this team uh, should never, uh, you know, be looking at anything other than the game ahead of them. I mean, and we, we've learned that lesson. You know, we understand exactly what's going on. So uh, we're still a work in progress, and we got to bring it every week, and we know that. And I think, you know, that's not something that, uh, you know, we're not going into this game undefeated. You know, it's not like that. we got a lot of respect for Indiana, and this is going to be a hard road game. I mean, everybody in the Big Ten is playing well this year, and you got to bring it every week. Second row right, Tim May, Letterman row. You know, when you go against a team like this, Ryan, uh, uh, their defense, et cetera, and, you know, you talk about pre-snap reads, uh, quarterbacks getting an idea of what's going on, making a call, et cetera, but how much is it on the offensive line to have their head on a swivel, et cetera, you know, <laughs> be alert? Uh, how much does it fall on them finally? That's big, and that's there's a lot of work that gets put into that, and it's, it's five guys working in harmony together, and the communication is critically important. Um, and so, you know, all the calls have to be made, and, whether it's a two-man slide, a three-man slide, a four-man slide, a five-man slide. I mean, everyone's going to be working together in the pass game. And then they have to finish their blocks. Um, but then in the run game as well, making sure they understand when they're on their own, when they're working with somebody else. I mean, there's a lot to that and uh, a lot of preparation that goes on in that room. Yeah, you know, that's kind of a basic you know, thought too. You know, they've got to be on it. But uh, does this offensive line, is it showing that maturity? Well, I, I think they like football. And so anytime you have a bunch of guys who talk football, who want to get it right, uh, who take very seriously the calls, and they, and they just, when I, when I see them standing in the back, they're talking about the calls. They're talking about what if this happens. That, that's when you know you've got a pretty good unit there. And I, I'm very encouraged 
um, with just across the board, the guys in our, our whole team, not just the offensive line, who are talking ball. I mean, they like football. You know, it's sometimes you go around teams, they're in the back talking about, you know, the basketball game last night or, or what's in the video game or whatever. These guys are talking football, and I think that's encouraging. Hey, one of the quickie, uh, uh, Haskell here, Cam Brown. Uh, do you expect them back this week? I do. We'll wrap things up. Uh, fourth row middle, Doug Lamarice, Cleveland.com. Ryan, uh, since Trevor Henderson had his big breakout game, I think he's had 8, 8, and 16 carries the last three games. I know he had the one game where he was a little dinged, but have you guys discussed, I'm sure you have, just the plan for a freshman running back who's your number one back, who didn't play high school football last year, who you want in prime shape for the end of the year, and how you'll try to manage him the second half of the season? Yes, you know, yes to all of those. Um, I think part of that is just the way the games have shaken the last couple of weeks, but like you said, it's a long season. And, you know, we're trying to gradually build. But, but I think he's in a pretty good place as we head into these last six games. And follow up on Dewan Jones. With the way you guys are recruiting, you know, you could just take super highly talented, highly rated guys across the board and fill your whole class. Um, a guy like Dewan who maybe has traits, maybe a little more raw, not highly rated, whatever. Do you seek out those guys? Do you want to roll the dice on a guy or two in each class like that? I don't want to say boom or bust, but the idea of like, well, maybe he's less of a sure thing than some other guys, but man, if he hits, holy moly. Do you want them as a plan of recruiting? Yes, but but I think you have to be be smart about how many of those guys you take, and I think that's part of the puzzle. Um, and, and I think, you know, to answer your, your question about the recruiting uh, just in general right now, I, I think you really have to recruit guys that want to be at Ohio State, guys that want to be Buckeyes and understand what being a Buckeye is. Um, because the minute, you know, something doesn't go well, you know, they can walk out the door. And so we're really taking that um, to, to heart. You know, we're, we're really evaluating um, all these guys and what we think and really trying not to look at the stars or look at, you know, who's recruiting them. But what do we think? And what is the right fit for Ohio State? And I think we've done a good job of that, uh, but we have to continue to focus on that as we move forward. But uh, but there are certain situations where you see traits, like you said, and can we develop him? You know, if you if you take too many projections, you could put yourself in a bad spot. Um, but that's that's an example of certainly we want to take guys who have tremendous traits that want to be at Ohio State, want to be a Buckeye, and willing to put the work in. And Dewan's an example of that. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks,